Hey, Mom. Hey, just checking in. What you up to? Uh... Adam Johnson. Adam. You know, Adam's missing, right? Right? Kids aren't coming to school. It happens all the time. I don't know if you're paying attention to roll call, but he's not the only one that's gone. You're nuts. This is my son, Charlie, and his girlfriend. Hi. So Jerry is our new neighbor. Hey. Hey. Now listen to me. We graphed up all the disappearances. That's you right there in the center next to his house. I really hate to be the one to tell you this, but that guy, your neighbor? Jerry. Yeah, he's a vampire. <laughs> that is a terrible vampire name. Jerry? I've been watching you. Your mom, where there's a kind of uh, neglect, gives off a scent. And your girl, she's ripe. It's on you to look out for them, because there are a lot of bad people out there, Charlie. What's that? I'm gonna end him, or he's gonna end me. It's gonna be. Charlie's gonna find me. I'm counting on it. You smell that? It's your fear. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our first official Halloween marathon review for the month of October. For this month, I am doing a bunch of uh, throwback, maybe like uh, a lot of retro or current horror movies. Uh, We're going to review a bunch of them for the month of October. Um, You know, uh, this is where we will bring in a guest from the horror community over on Twitter on for a show and they will have to pick a movie for us to talk about uh these these reviews are spoiler reviews keep in mind we're going to talk about the movie in full since they're movies that have been out for years and whatnot and i don't want to be limited to what i talk about but our first guest for this show uh we have lauren coates lauren coates how are you Welcome I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited because I've never really done anything like this before. So it should be fun. Yeah, it's very nice to have you on the show. Um, if you don't know Lauren, you can follow her on Twitter at Lauren J. Coates. Uh, she's written for Vulture, Sci-Fi Wire, Star Trek, uh, Culturist, and she's a member of the Dorian Awards. Uh, it's very nice to have you on uh, today's show. You're a huge horror fan, I would presume. Um, what kind of what kind of, what are some of your favorites or what kind of horrors are you into? I actually have more recently gotten into horror. This is kind of like a new-ish experience for me. I got got in very recently, but also very deeply. So I like got super obsessed with it really quickly. My kind of horror 
um, going off of my pick, a little bit of a spoiler. I really do like horror comedy. I'm not a huge slasher person. I like a little teeth of my horror. So either stuff mm-hmm. that's really off the wall, really funny. And then I'm also a big fan of like queer centric horror, female centric horror, anything a little bit off the beaten path is my type of thing. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I this did. There's just so when it comes to the horror for, uh, horror category, there's like a such a such a wide variety of things. So even if you're not a fan of horror, uh, it's you, it's still easy to get into some other kinds of horror movies, like whether it's like art house horror or like you know um, like body horror. I know a lot of my friends are into those oh, definitely. Um, and stuff like that. So uh, very cool. So let's get into what uh, what movie you chose for us to talk about. Why don't you uh, say what the movie you what movie you chose and why? Um, my movie pick was Fright Night, the 2011 remake of the 1985 horror classic. Uh, I chose Fright Night because, like I said, it's a little bit of a mix of a horror comedy. It's not just straight up horror, which I like. And I chose it because it's been on my radar for a long time. It's been on my radar for a few years, but I've never actually gotten around to watching it. And so when you approached me and you were like, hey, literally pick any horror movie and we'll talk about it. I was like, this is the goodest time as ever to (laughs) knock out something I've been wanting to see for a while. And I was mainly drawn to it because of the cast, which I did not realize. I knew there were people who I liked that were in it, but I did not realize how insanely loaded this cast is. Neither did I. See, that was something that I was going to bring up immediately talking about uh, this movie because I I'm someone who, who, who watched the movie a few times. Was this your first time watching it? Yes, it was. Okay. So I, I was someone who watched the movie a few times, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So when you picked it, I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'll, I'll check it out. I have the Blu-ray. And I was like, you know, I haven't watched it in a while. Let's let's put it on. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this cast is, like, stacked. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. even, like, just the two leads. It's, like, it's a stacked cast. So yeah. um, I was really happy to get to, to get a chance to talk about it. So um, if you don't know everyone, uh, Fright Night is the, uh, is the 2011 sequel to the 1985 classic uh like uh lauren said and it is about a a nice new neighbor who moves in next door uh charlie discovers that he is an ancient vampire who preys on the community um and then he tries to save his his friends and family from uh collins farrell's uh vampire it was directed by craig gillespie and some of his uh movies that he's done since Fright Night have been The Finest Hours, uh, Million Dollar Arm, I, Tanya is one of my favorites. So um, it was, I didn't even realize he was the director. So I was like, really, really cool to see that. In the cast that we're talking about, uh, we have the late great Anton Yelkin. We'll, we'll get into him a little bit more throughout this review. Colin Farrell, Tony Collette. I was like, Tony Collette? I know. I was like, Tony Collette, full MILF action too. Like, peak yeah. Tony Collette. <laughs> I was like, Tony Collette is in this. I love that. I was so happy when she came on screen because I had completely forgot David Tennant, <laughs> which I didn't realize until he took off the makeup and stuff again because I was like, oh, my God, that is that's David Tennant. Uh, then we have Christopher Mintz-Plasi, uh, Dave Franco. Like, I am just like, this is a mess. We have um, Imogen Poots. Like, I, this is a this is a really, really great cast. I was so excited to watch the movie. Um, let's get, so let's get right into it. Uh, once again, everyone, this is uh, spoiler heavy reviews for these uh, horror uh, reviews and whatnot. So if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it. Uh, I believe it's available on Showtime. 
via the Showtime app and Xfinity uh, through Showtime if you if you do want to watch. I think it's like like two dollars on like Amazon Prime Video and stuff like that as well, um, or just buy the Blu-ray like I did and to, <laughs> to watch to watch the movie. Um, let's get right into the movie. Let's get your thoughts. Uh, you picked the movie. Obviously, you're you're a fan. Uh, tell us why. Um, I was really surprised by this movie, actually. I wasn't, going in, I saw the cast, and I saw the writing credit from Tom Holland, who did both Child's Play and the Child's Play remake, and then he also did the original Fright Night, and now the Fright Night remake, so I wasn't really sure what to expect, and I do have a little bit of a disadvantage because I haven't seen the original, so I don't know how much of it was plucked from the original, if it's a beat-for-beat remake, if it was kind of loosely based. But I was most impressed by the cast and not just in terms of like the star power, but I was really, really interested in seeing some of these castings that go against type a little bit. This is not a role that I would have thought like, oh, Colin Farrell. When I think of Colin Farrell, I think of Jerry, the pervy neighbor vampire. So I was really, really surprised, (laughs) pleasantly surprised by how much these people are going out of their comfort zone a little bit. Same goes for David Tennant, Peter Vincent. You, you know, it makes sense when you think about it because he is kind of like 10th doctor and then you do get a little bit of purple man and his kind of like mischievousness. But it was cool. I was really impressed by the cast. That's what stood out the most to me. I was actually a little bit disappointed because I didn't like it as much as I thought I wanted to. I didn't find it as funny as I think it maybe build itself as, but that's maybe my personal taste and we can get into that later, obviously. But the cast yeah. for me was the number one biggest proponent of the film. Yeah, agreed. I think the movie is held up well by the cast. If I was watching this movie and it was anyone else, I probably would be a little bit turned off. Uh, yeah. Just because like the cast does bring a lot of uh, charisma and whatnot to the movie that the movie's kind of that the movie kind of needs and whatnot. And I want to get I really do want to get into uh, Colin Farrell because I think he's so great in this. Yeah, um, he is playing. Uh, he is in this movie. He is like playing such a campy uh, vampire when you hear this like when you hear this bio when you hear the story of a vampire movie again in modern like in modern uh like us modern u.s culture you just think this is going to be the most weirdest and dumbest thing but i think the movie does a good job at, at does a good job at making it not so cheesy you know there's parts that i would say like there's a part in the end where um christopher mince plossy he uh he turns into a vampire and then stuff with him gets very cheesy and campy uh making me feel like i was watching like a like a disney halloween movie or something like that but the stuff with colin farrell is so scary like i i think the stuff with him in the beginning um how he's just like very just like uh very just haunting his presence and stuff like that is so great um that opening scene in the movie was so good and then seeing uh, how the movie had a little bit of like that movie disturbia uh, because, you know, you have um, Anton Yelkin, you have him like looking outside across the street, you know, looking out his window, seeing what he's doing and his mannerisms and stuff. Um, I also want to talk about how good the tension is in the movie, too. Like there's a lot of scenes where there's just a lot of tension build up as far yeah. as like, you know, what's going on. Like the one scene in particular, there's a there's a spot. There's a scene where uh, Anton Yelkin, he's in um, he's in his house and he's kind of like figured out he he, he kind of figured out that uh, Colin Farrell is a vampire. So he's in his house. Colin Farrell is like just at the door and there's like so much tension on whether or not he's like he's going to slip up to say he's invited into this house. And oh, I thought that was so well. yeah. the bottle. Yeah, I thought that was done so well. Um, and then the tension where where. um 
where I don't want to keep saying anti. I don't want to say the character's name. Let me find it real quick. Um, the tension buildup where uh, where Charlie, Charlie. he's uh, when, where he's breaking into the house to kind of get some information, and then he finds that like back room. Like that that tension scene was really good. And then uh, something that surprised me from that scene still to this day, even though I've seen the movie before, but rewatching it was when Colin Farrell saw him leave. I was like, how did he get there? How did he get to that corner where, uh, you know, um, where Charlie's leaving with the, uh, I think it was a stripper or whatever. Oh, um, so he was very, <laughs> there was like a line in the movie. I was like, that's oddly sex positive of him. Like he was just like, yeah. He's like, he call, someone called the neighbor a stripper and he's like, she's a go-go dancer. There's a difference. I was like, okay, go <laughs> off, Charlie. But right, yeah, right. that was like my literally maybe my favorite scene in the movie because I hadn't seen it before. Right. And I was like, they were like struggling out the door and you're totally right, right on the money about the tension because I, a lot of the times I was like, okay, we're 30 minutes in. Anton Yelchin is not in any real danger. But I was like, I, I was still terrified. And when he goes out the door and he's just standing there, I was like, with the smirk on his face, I was like, what are you laughing about? Like, why are you so happy that he's gotten mm. away with this girl? And then she mm. hits the sunlight and just explodes on the spot. And it uh, it did surprise me. Like, I, I did not see that coming. And I was really impressed with it because it just pulled the wool right over my eyes. I, w- I was actually watching the movie with someone and they didn't see it coming either. And then they like, there was like a jump scare for them when she yeah. blew up. I, I was, was like, like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it caught me by off guard. It caught me off guard, too, because the, like, the score kind of builds up, and then it mm-hmm. gets like this big kind of like loud sound. I, I thought that stuff was really good. I guess um, the movie kind of loses steam a little bit. I say like immediately when they escape him the first time, uh, when they escape him the first time on the highways, when it starts the pacing for me starts to yeah. get a little dragish. The back you know, half because, I did feel had some pacing issues. Yeah, so I'm watching. So I'm, I'm watching the movie, and the, that scene is so. There's so much happening with the scene where their house explodes. He 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 tracks them down on the highway. It's like a big scene where you see his like full form. Um, Colin Farrell's full form as far as as, as a vampire. He takes out some guy poor guy he had no idea he's just coming home from work and then he just gets bitten out of nowhere um but like he, he takes that guy out and then they get away with uh tony collette being the queen that she is stabbing uh colin farrell in the in the in the chest with like some i don't know some sign uh and stuff like that so when i saw that when i when i clicked on my on my tv of how much we had left i'm like okay this is close to the end right and it's like another 55 minutes left and i was like oh man like what are they gonna do for the next like 40 to 50 minutes you know so um i I will say that's one of my things that i have an issue with was the pacing towards the end but i still have a good time um with it for the most part what are some of the things that you enjoy like is there any scenes that stood out to you or anything like that since this is a spoiler kind of thing you mentioned um, when Tony Collette stabbed him with the sign. That was probably one of my favorite scenes, not only oh. because of like the kind of almost Night of the Living Dead when he comes through the floor of the car with his hand. I was like, that's pretty great. But also good. because when we first see, I, th- I, I literally wrote in my notes, maybe like the first five minutes of the movie, it's, it's established right off the bat that she's a real estate agent. And I saw her loading those signs, those piked signs. I was like, there's no way she doesn't stab someone with that sign. I was like, that's such a vampire stake. And then I was so happy when it paid it off. 
that was just like such a cute little moment. I didn't but even realize that. Favorite. That's like a little like, really. Yeah, I didn't even realize that she was like putting in signs. Because I was gonna ask you how the hell I I was like, where did she get the sign from? I thought she like <laughs> lifted it from the ground. I was like, there's no way. But where did she get the sign from? Hey, if she did lift like, it from the ground, great. <laughs> totally. I was like, that's there's like I was like, there's no way they won't pay that off. And then they did. And I had almost it was far enough along in the movie because we we see the sign in like the first two or three minutes when he's like. When we like literally the opening scene of the movie is when she's like unloading the signs in her garage, and then I had kind of forgotten about it because we mm-hmm. get the car scene like an hour in, so I thought that was a really great plant and payoff, and I I got a bit of a kick out of that. Yeah, agreed. I um yeah, so that's another scene that I that I really like. Another scene that I really enjoy. Okay, so I do enjoy talking about tension going going back to the horror elements of the movie. Uh, the stuff, the scene with uh, him and um him and what's the character's name uh him and ed the one because ed's death well not death ed's turning kind of took me by surprise because when i first watched this movie i saw the trailer and i just assumed that he was gonna be like a main character just like Mm -hmm. uh just like charlie just to be like you know we all all these movies have like you know the best friend companion yeah like the buddies against yeah so i thought it was really cool they switched it up and said instead of instead of uh it's the best friends it's like you know the the boyfriend and girlfriend who's trying to fight off this thing Mm -hmm. and whatnot so his his kind of like um uh the uh, Jerry, uh, the vampire catching him was kind of surprising to me and stuff. And then I just assumed that he was dead from my, my first watch. And then this one, I do, rem- I did remember that he had, uh, you know, he he had turned. The one that he bites, they turn and stuff instead of instead the one that he mauls with the with the rabbit teeth when he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, they're they're gone. But like the one yeah. that he does the soft little bite towards to, they turn. And that's another. That's one thing I wanted to bring up because. Am I saying the actress's name right? I I, I love this actress, and I always feel like I'm saying her name right. E- is it Emogen or e- Emogen Poots? I say Emogen Poots, but I'm Emo- not sure if that's yeah. proper. I'll just go with. I'll just go with. If anything come, if anyone comes at me, I'll just blame you. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just blame me. <laughs> so okay, so the scene where she gets turned, I think it's really it's one of my favorite scenes. It, mm-hmm. it because. The reason why is because he it does still feel a little bit like uh, comedic in a in a small way, but I think what her acting in that scene is so good because like she's she, she's obviously being controlled by him after he like what lets her lets lets her taste his blood or whatever like that, and and then he like as he's biting her she's like you see the tears come out of her eyes I love oh yeah I oh my love god that that's scene. such a great shot oh yeah. my lord when he's like he's got like they're like in the club and he's got his face right in her neck and you can see the tears running down her face I was like this yeah. is a comedy but I was really like really impacted by that but that doesn't surprise me because she have you seen um the art of self-defense i have yeah she's great she's fantastic in that and i think she's such a great actress and i feel like i've seen her in more but i was looking through her imdb and i haven't seen very many of her movies but i think it's just her presence whenever she's there it's really gripping i just think she's something she's got a quality about her that makes you really endeared all her characters and even if her what's her character's name in this movie What's the uh, what was it? uh let me see it's right here amy 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 yeah i didn't feel that amy herself was like a really like we didn't learn a lot about her she was oh, kind of just yeah. like the hot girlfriend and that, that was something this is a tangent that was something mm-hmm. they were like dave franco and and um chris Freeman's prosper kind of like giving it to nelchin flack for the fact that she was so much hotter than he was but i disagree with them i i 
usually get upset in movies when the girl is way hotter than the guy. But in this movie, I thought they were equally hot. Like, I thought they were equally suited to each other. I agree. (laughs) I actually agree because you don't... I also thought it was a nice, fresh, like, twist on, 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 like, you know, the nerd who's yeah. gotten the, the the hot girl and i and i like i liked that i liked their i liked their um their conversation at the end too like when they're when they're when they're when they're like where were they where were they in the hospital or whatever and she's telling him that you know i always knew you were like a dweeb and i i like you you know the the whole line yeah. of her, the her the whole line of her saying um it's because you're different is a little on the nose but I, I I just really yeah. liked I liked the relationship a lot in the movie, and then I was so once again after rewatching it, I was like really sad that like she gets turned, and I was like, um, mm-hmm. like that, that sucks. But then when David Tennant is like, okay, this this steak uh, turns the people the, the hail mary steak. Yeah, I was like, okay, everything. I was like, great, all right, okay, I'm I'm not mad anymore because I know where this how this is gonna end. This is like after first yeah. rewatch too, um, and stuff. So let's get into um. We, we talked about the, the majority of the movie. Let's get into the ending where, like I said, I do think the movie takes a little bit of a slow, like the like a, like a pace turn, like maybe like, yeah. a, maybe like 45 or 50 minutes into the movie. Um, but I do like the actual ending of, you know, I always love those kind of, those kind of endings where uh, the guy, you know, the main character in the beginning was like afraid. And now he's like, you know, now mm-hmm. he just wants to go kill this thing. You, you took his exactly. girl, you know, he's pissed off. <laughs> he has all these weapons and whatnot. I thought that was really cool. Then David Tennant um, helping him was great. Yes. Uh, the scene with him in, uh, with him in um, Amy again, uh, you know, where she's actually turned this time and stuff. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. cool. Um, although I was just like, can you just turn back? Because, like, I don't like this, you know? <laughs> like, uh-huh. I, I, I was like, TikTok, we know it's coming. Yeah, we know like, you're all going to turn back to normal. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this. I want you to, like, you guys to, like, love again, you know? So, yeah. Um, then another sad part when, like, Colin Farrell was just making out with her right in front of him. Yeah. And stuff. That was sad. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. But, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but. I know, all- and he looks. So gutted. He, Anton Yelchin's character looks so gutted, and then David yeah. Tennant was just like sitting there smoking. Like, that's rough, buddy. Like, <laughs> like could not have given less of a fuck. He was such a great character. Like, anytime he was on screen, yeah. I just couldn't yeah. help but smile because he was. David Tennant was clearly having such a good time. Those stupid mm-hmm. leather pants and like the the eyebrow ring and all the fake facial hair that he was just tearing off his face. I was like okay, this is pretty great. Because he wouldn't stop, too. It was funny. Because, like, it's different when you just take off the wig. I'm like, okay, it's just the wig. <laughs> like, then he takes off the mustache, the sideburn, <laughs> the goatee. I'm like, dude, dude what else do you got to... Oh, yeah, the I tattoos. The tattoos. The tattoos. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when, this, when that scene was getting played out. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, gold. This is so gold. Um, So I love that scene. Then, like, um, there was also one... Okay, so there was also one part that I wanted to discuss... Because um, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of non a lot of casual fans won't won't like won't like you know absolutely adore stuff like this. But that one shot take in the car is so good. Like there's like when they're like oh, yeah. when they're like running like getting away from him and stuff. They I don't know how he did it, but there's like a one shot take where it switches from the front seat to the back seat to the front seat to like under the car to the back of the car. I don't know how they did it, but it was great. I was like, I love this scene. I actually rewound it like twice to watch it, you know, cause it's so good. Um, that's a scene that you can like teach kids who want to be a director about how, you know, how to craft mm-hmm. a good, like a good 
chase sequence with like a lot of tension and stuff like that. Um, a lot of things that this movie does well too is that it doesn't resort to a lot of camera cutting. So when big things yeah. are, are about to happen, like they're in the car, it's still that one take shot. And uh, and then there's a freaking bike that just goes through the car out of nowhere. <laughs> and then they stays there. You know, they're still on this like one shot and whatnot. And then out of nowhere, you see a car ram into the and, you know, ran behind the, the car. So I, I think stuff like that is just so great, which is why I just wanted to just commend on um, on the direction of the movie, you know, because a movie like this, if you give it to like you can you can give a lot of studios would just give the movie like this to any directors. They just make a movie and make us get some money back. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. I'm glad that he took the movie, um, Craig Gillespie, and actually did something like art house with it as far as his camera work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, Craig Gillespie is a really interesting choice for this movie. And I was I, w- I was really impressed by the direction. But one thing I, I couldn't help but notice about the cinematography, which I doubt was his intent i'm sure this came from the studio a little bit is that i was like it's so 2011 because there were some shots i was like this movie was clearly released in 3d because there was like blood flying at the screen i was like oh my god i I forgot about this i forgot about movies that used to have those little sight gags where like things would jump out at you so it was just so funny like the cgi blood i was like oh 2011 so i was what when did that come out? Let me check. Because I was actually, you know, what's funny about that is that I actually just watched, um, what what, what is it? Fight on Destination Five before mm-hmm. watching this. Like I watched that over the weekend. Let me see something really quickly. I just have to check to see. Because you said two thousand same year, same year. Okay, because that was year. that was that was three D too. And <laughs> they, there's so many shots where like I'm like, oh my god, I I literally, um, I was watching it. And I was like, oh my God, okay, this was a 3D movie. All these stylish. Oh, oh, that was when 3D was like, oh my God, come see this movie in 3D. Texas Chainsaw, yeah. 3D. Um, Thanks, my James bloody, Cameron. Right. My my bloody Valentine, 3D. Everything's 3D. It was it was so crazy. And I was watching I was watching Final Destination 5, and there's so many shots that's just blatantly full of 3D glasses. <laughs> so I'm watching this and yeah. there's so many like blood splatter shots and whatnot. Like like the bicycle. That was all for 3D, all of that. Yep. So so yeah, I mean, it, hey, it's camp, it's great. I, I had a yeah. I had a, I had a I was like I actually did think that, like, obviously the 3D is a little gimmicky. And sometimes I did find myself being a little sus of, like, when Colin Farrell goes on, like, full vampire mode and he's got that weird CGI face. I was a little iffy on that. But at the same time, I think the campiness and maybe a little shoddy CGI does lend itself well or it's easier to forgive in a movie like this because they're it's comedic and they're obviously not trying to be like prestige horror. So I do think it works to the film's advantage that it is a little goofy because it, it makes the, like the errors in cinematography and in design a little more forgiving. Yeah, I would agree. Cause like this specifically with his, like with his, with his like next level um, vampire look, like, you know, his, like his actual form, like when he gets, when he dies in the end, like he has, he, full blown to the camera, like close up of his face. And it's so CG 2010. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a thing. But hey, you know, yep. with, right with the times, you know, um, the mm-hmm. teeth look great in this movie, I guess. But the teeth, um, yeah, yeah, you know, um, my final just final thoughts on the uh, on um, 
Fright Night. Uh, I haven't watched the the, uh, the classic one in a long time. I actually going to watch it at some point this month. But, uh, you know, I, I enjoy this movie a lot. I, you know, besides like the pacing issues and maybe some script work and whatnot, uh, I, I will say this is a very enjoyable movie. Um, I'm looking at the release date and the movie did not make that much in theaters because it came out in like August. And I have no idea why you will release this in August and not. Yeah, just push October. it back a few months. God, I really wanted Chris on this show because I was going to he one him him and I just get so baffled at a lot of horror release dates. And horror, <laughs> horror movies just get like the short end of the stick when it comes to release dates. Why would you release a vampire movie in the in like the dead summer? I just don't understand. Yeah, that's so. Oh man! Like the movie opened to like seven million, and I was like, it could have been like so much better and so much bigger to, with an audience. Because I'm just, I can just imagine seeing this movie with a packed theater of like you know with friends and whatnot. Yeah, it's such a it's such a like autumn spooky season kind of movie and that's what i felt while watching it so no idea why they did that but that being said um that was like nine years ago so it's fine but you know <laughs> I, I i i enjoyed this movie a lot and i was it's, it's one i think it's one of the better horror remakes um mm-hmm, especially definitely. in that time when they were just can't when they were just hammering those in turning you know? them out and they, yeah, were all they were all terrible so this is like i think this is one of the better horror remakes so uh let's get your final thoughts on fright night um my one comment that we didn't really talk about that i did want to touch on was how much i loved the character of ginger uh peter vincent's little like live-in girlfriend oh, which she is, was like great. every line yeah, every line great. that came out of her mouth was so sassy and so strong and i was legitimately her death and the death of the go-go dancer were the ones that made me the saddest because when she died i was like oh man like i really yeah. liked her and she's like, so my, my, he's like, fuck you. Or like, someone's yeah, going to do it. I was yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I was like, these, like, David Tennant and what's her name? Sandra Vergara. Great yeah. chemistry. I it's doubt great. they knew each other. I doubt they worked very much together afterwards or before, but remarkably good chemistry for a horror film. too, which is also sad. Yes. But I, but she, I, justice for Ginger. That's my final thought on Fright Night. Great movie, but justice for Ginger. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, my final thoughts. Once again, I enjoy this movie. I definitely recommend watching it. Um, let me check up on Amazon because listen, I, I'm a physical media buyer. And I recommend. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like ten bucks on Amazon. So, um, yeah, I recommend watching the movie and whatnot, and uh, and checking it out, especially for this, especially for this. Uh, for this uh, month and stuff, it's definitely a Halloween kind of film movie, um, and I and I and I definitely enjoy those aspects of it. Everyone is great. There's not one performance like literally like you brought up Jin, you brought up Ginger, the character of Ginger. I'm like, who is that? And I'm like, oh yeah, she was great. You know, um, I want to see her and more and whatnot. Yeah, Tenet and uh, and Colin Farrell. I still gotta praise him for his performance of a vampire. Um, you know, I thought that was all awesome. Um, once again, the late um, Anton Yelchin, like I really miss him as a, as an actor because his mm-hmm. roles were always so harmless and just like, yeah, I just saw that he was such a dynamic actor and, um, yeah. you know, so it was very sad to watch that again. And yeah, every, everyone was great. Tony Collette, I was so happy to see her because she was, you know, she's, she's always great. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed the movie and I had a good time. And I think if you surround yourself with good people, friends, family, whoever, and watch Friday night, you'll have fun. You know, there's no nudity or anything. So I think it's fine for PG-13. Definitely. It's very easy viewing. Yeah. It's one of those movies you can pull anyone, even if people say they don't like horror, this is one of them where you can just pull in your friends and family and say, 
sit down we're watching fright night and everyone's gonna have a good time agreed i actually 100 percent agree with you because like i don't even think the good the, the gore is not is that like crazy like, the, not at all the, the, um, the main reason why it's rated r is because of the language but even then like i think i think everything is great because this if yeah. it's in the hands of anybody else i felt like it could have been a trashy 2011 like tits in your face <laughs> two minutes kind of yep, movie. Yep. it definitely would have been that but it wasn't and i like that about it so uh highly recommend fright night everyone uh with that being said that is our first review for the month of the Hall- of our Hall- halloween marathon movie reviews for the month of october thank you guys for joining us once again uh lauren i want to thank you once again for joining me for today's show and choosing fright night a great movie to go oh, back to thank you for having me <laughs> really appreciate it why don't you let everyone know when they can follow you um, you can follow me on Twitter at Lauren J. Coates. That's where I do most of my movie ranting and my, my thirst tweets about Tony Collette and Ginger the Living Hooker. So that's where you can find all my movie thoughts. Alrighty. And everyone, that is it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well at Cinemaniac94. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Um, thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Lauren. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.